Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and this is Kimberly Loftus sitting here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, otherwise you'll hear their voice pretty soon. Hello. <laughs> you, right there. <laughs> and you are listening to Sex Stories, a place exploration episode of Sex Stories that we think is going to become a new monthly feature. Welcome to the Bucket List Recap, where I tell you overviews of my sex stories. We're also going to do some listener questions, celebrations, stories, and we're going to see. So remember... If you want to write to me, visit sexstoriespodcast.com. If you want to record up to a five-minute story on your own, you can also do that there. Sexstoriespodcast.com is the hub for all the sex stories-related things. We have questions you can look at to spark whatever you want to spark to give us fun stories and answers. And in the meantime, I'm going to give a quick recap of the bucket list items that I crossed off in November. Mm -hmm. I will say the details of these stories are on patreon.com slash However... This month doesn't have visuals to go with it because these were not planned collaborations with other professional creators. That this, this doesn't show up on OnlyFans just yet because all of this was like some really wonderful happenstances. So then I'm going to go over my targets, bucket list targets for mm -hmm. December, which are shaping up to be very exciting. Mm -hmm. And we're going to tell you how you can participate if you want. So November recap. Again, all the details are on patreon.com slash I had my first fisting with a very, very interesting partner. It was super duper fun. I've been thinking about getting fisted for a while. I was surprised by who it ended up being with. I guess I will just give this little tease. I always thought it would be a femme type with very tiny hands for my first attempt, and it wasn't. <laughs> I also got to slap a cock for the first time, and it was a it was a surprise, and I fucking love slapping cocks. <laughs> And that also resulted in 
inconsequential, but like tiny, like I was slapping it harder than I realized. And I didn't notice till during the session. And I was like, uh, partner, is that okay? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I've also now had my first experience with Reiki being done on me during sex, which was very cool and very interesting. And I really don't know. It was a very interesting experience all the way around. And then I also, for the first time in my life, met a hottie on the street and we ended up fucking. (laughs) I don't know if I'll do that again. I'll never say never. I'll never say never. And I do... I did have a friend who was like, try things at least three times. So that's my first attempt before I decide I don't like it. But also I'm like, if the circumstances are correct, that's how I get to yeses. And I don't have a perfect formula for what makes a yes, but that one was a yes. And it was, <laughs> and that resulted in a very, very fun, should I give it, well, a very, very fun position. I'll just say that. Mm. Fun and surprising position. Lots, it was a November of surprises. A November of sexy surprises. I also got to have sex with a crush and their partner, and it was really hot and very surprising. And I am getting better and better at learning social signals and communicating every day in my own timing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was super duper hot. And I I would just want to reiterate, I think it is so fucking sexy. When partners who want to fuck me initiate health and safety conversations that are thorough, comprehensive, and, like, thoughtful. Not just, like, yeah. Anyway, I'll just keep it in the realm of the positive. Yeah. So that was really hot. I'll just give a little tease. Uh, It's the first time I've had two heads in my crotch area at the same time. And, like, (laughs) I just also love being with couples who clearly love each other and are solid. And I'm just, like, coming in to, like, join. But I'm also – it was also a challenge for me in – the realm of receiving. Mm-hmm. I was very, it was a good challenge. You got to I practice. Rose, I rose to it. I was practicing. Yeah. And then announcement, I have been accepted into grad school. So I am going to get my master's of sexual health so that I can be a proper mistress of sexual health. You know, I sort of realized <laughs> that I, I was like, no, 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 I don't need higher education. No, I don't, I don't want to be in the, po- uh, I don't need politics of school and have more social situations to figure out. No, I don't really want to do research. Or ha- and then I was like, wait a second. I do like other people telling me what to do. And, and it has love research. I love research. <laughs> and it's been a lot of five years of it's so much effort to research what to research. Yep. And then, you know, I know a lot of you write me questions, which again, now we're answering publicly because I was like, oh, right. Me answering these privately via email doesn't help everyone. (laughs) And so I, but I also have been resisting my own authority because I'm like, no, I just want to be a submissive. No, I'm just an artist. The truth is I've always been in charge at work. I'm always in charge during photo sessions. I'm always in charge, although actually Kimberly's in charge, but you know, it's a a mutual in charge. And as Kimberly keeps me focused, Kimberly is here to keep me focused and on task. And I'm wandering in this recap, but very excited about that. Very excited to like gain the formal knowledge. And I'm so excited to be around other sex nerds. And by be around, I mean, be in close community with virtually because it is an asynchronous long distance program. So I can still do all of the fucking things I want. And it was also really cool to apply to a program. Ooh, maybe I should read my letter on Patreon sometime, or maybe it was a bonus episode, because yeah, I do feel proud about It's a about really good the, letter. It's, you read it? Did yeah. I you read it? Oh. You didn't make me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do feel really proud of that, and I feel really excited to be in a program where I was honest and clear about all of my horarchy explorations, and they were like, yeah, 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 you too. Yeah, 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 come over here. And so I'm just really excited to be 
in a group of people. I have no idea what to expect. I'm like, who else is in this program? I do know one person already. So I'm like, if all of them are as cool as you, great. And I'm super stoked. I've heard great things about the professors and I'm just excited to be around other like sexy learning humans and to gain, I guess, a, another layer of confidence. I'm always thinking that I need like formal, organized something, something to be any sort of authority. And I always feel scared to give people answers, even though I have a fuck ton of knowledge. So I'm coming forth with that. And I also have just been getting so much positive feedback from the people I've been working with privately. I am making an effort to keep that less secret. However, I'm also like, Early on in the podcast, I experienced the weird feedback loops of like saying stuff publicly and having it really fuck with my personal life. So, you know, it's all a play exploration. We're all just figuring stuff out. But I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to share what I'm learning with you as I go along. Also, if you have questions about like actual sex related things, like <clears throat> I'm learning everything. <laughs> and also that helps inform my bucket list, right? And it's also helpful because as Kimberly and I are privately approaching sponsors, like we're reaching out to people that we like, it's been really cool to kind of filter for brands that we actually really feel aligned missions with. So that has been very exciting. We have in progress our first possible condom sponsorship. So even if it's just an episode or two, like... I definitely want to like celebrate condoms from the rooftops, you know, yep. and also be like, what else could you make? Because there's, uh, yeah, well, we'll talk more about it when it gets finalized or you'll hear all the details if we end up doing an episode with them. But that's been really exciting. It's been really sexy. And I'm also excited to find penis owners to play with, to practice the condoms, but also Kimberly and I are talking about doing um, condom Little. sock puppets. What do we call, what do you call them? Um, uh, the, I, the concept puppets? of cock puppets. No, but it's, there are sock puppet condoms and it's a hand. I, cock condom, puppets. cock puppet. Yeah. Condom, sock, cock puppet. Hand. I don't know. Yeah. It's the concept. We'll it it's the concept of a sock puppet with a condom. And I'm really excited to just feel, you know, explore the strength and feel the, it's supposed to be really, really good heat transfer. Yeah. It's supposed so. to feel like just like skin. just like skin so we'll see i have one partner tentatively uh yes i will help you try them out there also is a glow in the dark version that yeah we're gonna figure out how to film it at nighttime so <laughs> and i'm like do you is it like other glow in the dark things where you have to put them in the sun we'll find out we will find out so that's exciting and then in combination with that is my guide to irresistible invitations mm. so i have gotten a lot of invitations that really leave me wanting and we'll get into the details of what the four-part process looks like. But if you want an easy, downloadable guide that is just my personal offering, in, you know, it started actually with my family was asking me about my dating life. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell you all the details. But they also know that I like sex at this point. They've figured it out. <laughs> They're like, so, well, why sex? And I was like, well, it all started with rejection. <laughs> and then I realized how confused I was about humans. But actually, I know so much about humans. And the more I learn, the more I'm like, oh, they just are confusing. And they are confused half the time. Okay. So I can't try too hard to figure it out. But all of that is to say, it's my personal guide to invitations through talking to my mom and my aunt. I was like, I need to know who the person is. Well, you'll, we'll get into the details later. But if you want to download the guide, wildly.com, it'll be obvious by the time you get there where it is. I'm figuring out where to put it so that it makes the most sense. Now I think it's time to talk about December targets. Let's do it. So November was very full. I think December is going to be very exciting, although it's also going to go past so fast because I already have another work trip on the books and so many exciting sessions. Well, okay, we're going to get into the details. So December bucket list targets. Again, 
You know, there's some, for me, there's something, I guess, like now I'm like, oh, maybe this is why people don't want to say their goals and dreams out loud. Cause they're like, what if they don't come true? But I'm like, well, so what if they don't come true? It's because I decided other stuff was a priority. For me, it's never about just like crossing off the item and moving on. But I realized that is a part of the productivity culture that we were born into in this yeah. country that is the United States. And as I have like shifted over the past mm, seven years into a process oriented life it's been much more gratifying i feel like you have had your own version of this Kimberly. Yep. yeah yep. it's something that we support one another in if any of you are assholes no i don't need to preface it with that <laughs> you guys are all lovely humans so i know i don't have to worry about anyone being like but you said and you didn't do so these are just targets these are goals these are hopeful play explorations and i trust the divine timing so i want strap on sex i want to give it i mm -hmm. want to receive it i talked to electra rain former guest about what kind is their favorite and like go listen to their episode i'm really excited i'm really excited to have strap on sex i'm really excited because electra also was telling me like yes you can use double ended dildos which is different from the bad advice i got from someone at the sex shop that was trying to sell me a custom harness and i was like okay you know i also have been researching with another friend who really really is into leather stuff so mm. i want i want to try all of it but i think you know i just want to try once and I think I do have a future threesome set up where one of the partners is very experienced with strap-on sex and I have educational content lined up so that I will have done more anal learnings by then. You know, I've learned a lot as a receiver, right? That's a great way to learn to be the one receiving from a partner who knows a lot. But now I'm also like, you know, putting all my book knowledge to the text. I do have a whole book on like anal pleasurings and then I do experience it as very different, like reading versus listening versus watching versus doing in person. And so I'm like, yeah, 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 give me all the layers of research. Give me grad school. Give me porn. And by give me porn, I mean like, let me fuck my friends in porn. Let my porn <laughs> friends fuck me. We're organizing it. So yes, so that's strap on sex. That's happening. I want to organize our first retreats. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time coming. People have been asking me. My aunt actually was like why aren't you doing retreats you know i'm part of this knitting club and they do i feel like you could be very successful that and i had to explain to her how clear invitations and filtration are very important because i want to do a holistic creativity retreat we are planning to record sex stories in person mm -hmm. that's my favorite there's no lag. I can read human signals. I will continue to do virtual interviews because I obviously want to be able to talk to people all over the country, all over the world. But also, there is nothing like that in-person connection. And I love the idea of us getting together on day one, mm -hmm. having a sister who's an amazing chef cook us nourishing food, maybe having a friend who's an amazing masseuse come and, you know, offer people touch nourishment throughout the weekend and then we come together in a group and we noodle together maybe that part is recorded maybe not but then each individual you know i'm thinking six to nine attendees and then each person would ideally like record an episode if it's a professional version then you know we have our kind of topics and we mm -hmm. all would be noodling together on a topic if it's private we'd have the private sex stories recording to whatever degree of anonymity you want we take photos maybe we make content that probably would be separate from the actual retreat offering um, and or lots of paperwork. I'm still talking to my lawyer to make sure that everything is by the books because 
Legal and consensual is the name of the game, but we've been looking at houses. We're, we're looking at Thursday, February 1st through Monday, February 4th, and also my birthday weekend, April 25th through Monday, April 29th. And then, yeah, my birthday's the 30th, so that would be like maybe the after part. I don't know. We're, we're figuring it out. But if any of you are interested and are interested in those dates, let us know because we are figuring out. I don't know. We're, we're going to figure out which one is open to the public, which ones are going to be private, but I'm so fucking excited. We've been looking <laughs> at some really good properties. Beautiful They're places. so beautiful. And I love the idea of bringing our holistic health and wellness. Because when people are like, how do I improve my sex life? I'm like, well, improve your whole life. <laughs> like, yeah. eat good, sleep good, all those things. So, so <laughs> Like the people you're around. Yeah. And I love, I love the idea of creating a space where for like five days, ideally six to nine, but probably like three to six at first, we come together. We come together. We come Ooh, together. Are there going to be circle jerks? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. We're going to have to talk to the lawyer. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of facilitating a space where I'm like, well, this is how I live my everyday life. And this is how my life got so sexy and fun and full of things that I love. Like truly the biggest problem in my life is that I am overwhelmed by things that I like and that I've gotten so good at boundaries. I'm in kind of like this up-level moment of creating many new relationships because yeah. many of the old ones no longer are appropriate for how I value myself. Yeah. And so that's very exciting. And also on the December target is to reorganize the actual entire bucket list and put it back on Wiley.com so that I can invite other creators and people to co-create in these retreats. Yeah. It's ridiculously overwhelming. Kimberly has been supporting me in kind of like going through, we have to figure out redundancies. We have mm -hmm. to figure out giving versus receiving. We have to figure out how, how to check it notes, off, how to, how to check it off, clarify it's what gonna, are subsections. I think it's going to go into a blog form. And so the title will be visible. Yeah. How much information do I want to share publicly versus privately? Like what unforeseen things will this cause? So that's where we're getting into like irresistible invitations and mm -hmm. clear asks that probably will not be complete in December but I think by the end of December I'd like to have mm, six to nine of them at least mm -hmm. up there <laughs> or at least a template to figure that out so then I also really want a foot fetish date it's I know happening. I have been it's it's happening I've been talking about it out loud on pod for months I think suspect that I'm I think you've been talking about it out loud on pod for years Actually, it feels like a failure, but I know it's That's not. not no, a failure. It's just You're edging. just creating it's just building, the perfect foot fetish date. I also am aware that perhaps I am curious about something that doesn't fit the desire of someone out there. I don't know. Like maybe mm -hmm. foot fetish people don't want to go to dinner with a white tablecloth and play footsie underneath. I'm not sure why, but that's just like the specific thing that came into my mind. I'm open, right? I want there to be foot worship. I'm open to a pedicure. I had a friend one time pick someone up on the beach accidentally. Like they just had like a meet cute, a very cute meet cute. And it turned into like a pedicure date because discovered that he was in defeat in a way. You know, I also, I also have talked to so many sex workers who attract foot people and I've only personally received tangentially curious foot people. And I know my feet are cute. Like I know they are cute. So maybe I need to post more feet pictures. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. Open to ideas. I also am going to go to a sex tour. I was like, sex tour? Sex toy store? Sex. Okay. It's a sex toy tour. tour. A sex toy tour. <laughs> so I want to go to the sex stores. I want to go to a sex shop. Sex shop. Yeah, sure. And play... <laughs> toy roulette you know because i'm like what implement should i try on myself this month you know what is my solo exploration gonna be i realize i also have not yet used my inflatable butt plug so that might that might be this week we might get to that before the end of november <laughs> we're recording this 
on we're, we're in the final days of november we got a little bit of time left and we're also really manifesting a sex toy sponsor mm. we do have a specific target in mind that just so happens that their first dildo is my favorite animal and their factory is in a place where i studied abroad in when i was 16 so i'm like maybe that one and i also am working on making a new wish list I don't know if that'll be complete in December in terms of priorities, but I want someone to get me a slink. Electra told me about this toy, and it is, what? how do I describe it? It's an anal toy for depth exploration. Yep. And so it's like long, I guess it goes up into everything. And I'm just like, would I feel it? Would it poke my intestine? You know, like, yeah, I'm, do you feel full? Can you feel it in your belly? Like, oh, that was the detail I didn't say. I'll, I'll share this publicly. The detail I forgot when I was talking about fisting is... Once they were inside, we both like felt their hand. Like we, we like put our hands on the. <laughs> you get that one for free. Okay. <laughs> so I want to have a slink. I want to see what that feels like. Yeah, and and redo my wish list, and then you know. So on my thirty third birthday, now a year and a half ago, I got myself Playboys from nineteen sixty nine, seventy nine, eighty nine, ninety nine, two thousand nine, and two thousand nineteen, and I opened the boxes and took them all out and glanced at the covers. And, you know, the initial idea was to go through and just use it as photo inspiration, maybe eventually use them for collages, but to use it just as photo inspiration. Because I did a Christmas shoot a couple years ago that was like Betty Page but like I just found a beautiful picture. And so Kimberly and I are going to at some point go through all the December issues. And I think I want to do a December inspired Playboy shoot. And I love the idea that like for the next however many years, I can just do a Playboy inspired shoot. If I like it, you know, we can change it however we want. But I love the idea of that playspiration. So I want to do that as a photo shoot for me. I also want to do some sort of like slutty holiday dress up and or role play, ideally inspired by someone on OnlyFans who wants to like you know, really, really, really inspire me in ways that turn me on in very, very clear yes ways. I'm thinking gingerbread man. Could that be of like a vor porn situation? Like, is there a gingerbread cannibal? Someone's got to have like a gingerbread cannibalism kink, right? That to me seems very cute and silly and fun. I don't know. Yeah. Do, is it? Is it? I know this isn't I do technically love that you just used the term cannibalism and cute in the same sentence. <laughs> I think there could be cute I cannibalism think it's very fun. when people are very clear that it's a kink and they're not trying to yeah. like actually cook my arm and eat it in a soup, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I think. Are but, you eating gingerbread and soups? No, I was thinking about witches and oh, Hansel and Gretel. Okay. And I was about to be like, is Hansel and Gretel, like they are, no, I guess it's a witch, but I feel like I've seen Hansel and Gretel's witch house. No, they go, they find her candy, right? They eat her they house. They find her candy. Yeah. And they're eating. They eat her house. I think they're eating part of her house. Yeah. So she's got a gingerbread house. So is that a Christmas theme? I don't know. We'll I'll figure it out. It's Christmas theme. I don't know. Well, I've never thought about we'll, it before. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll research. <laughs> we'll research. Han so so maybe the takeaway is Hansel and Gretel could be like maybe there will be a witch role play at some. Oh, that would be an interesting threesome. Who <laughs> out there has done a Hansel Gretel witch three? <gasps> that gets into illegal things. Spotify is going to kick us off. But it's role play. It's fantasy. It's yeah. fantasy. It's fantasy. Which is the important point about kink, is they are yeah. kinks. It's made up. It's very clearly negotiated. Yeah. So all of that is to say I really wanted off topic. Um, maybe there's something with a with the naughty list, like what happens if I'm on the naughty list? Maybe I have a big, bad naughty list. I don't know. Or maybe I'm really you good and I get a reward. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it's cold outside. Like, I love, yeah, we don't need to get into the okay. politics of that song. I'm down with it. Also, you have to take into the fact that humans do not communicate clearly especially at a time in our life where like women aren't allowed to like have desire so okay yeah. um context is important always always mm -hmm. always and then what else do i want to do 
Something, um, something present related, being oh, yeah. unwrapped. I want to have a big bow and I want someone to take my bow off. My personal pitch is Mistress Claus just getting railed by Rudolph. Rudolph. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I like the idea of antlers. Oh, but maybe I want to wear the antlers. Am I? Yeah, I could. But I you could be, be railing someone. I want to be Mistress Claus and Rudolph. Well, I'll pick one this year and one next year. <laughs> um, yeah, and will these actually turn into full-on role plays? Will it just be a photo shoot by myself? <gasps> Time will tell who will inspire me, who will be my muse. Also, especially with this hair, I look more like an elf than ever. So maybe, maybe that has to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, actually, really, I look like the Zoe. I mean, not uh, my eyes are not as big as Zoe Deschanel, but I'm kind of like Zoe Deschanel out of elf, which she's oh. not an elf, but like, I'm like literally like a little bit of hair dye away from that level of blondness. And like, I could see it. I mean, I don't have her. I really can stay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I would love something there something's yeah. definitely candy cane i think i still have a giant candy cane covered in plastic which i was like saving mm. it to fuck myself but i don't know where it is now giant candy cane okay what else what else is on my bucket list lovers this episode is sponsored by blue chew we all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health but if proper rest exercise and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it check out bluechew.com Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. We're talking about photo voyeur. Oh, I love being a photo voyeur, but specifically... You know, so I've been doing lots of content creation for professionals, naked shoots since I started sex stories, naked shoots of myself for ages. But once sex stories started, like, you know, helping helping people take off their clothes and capture it, or <laughs> if they don't want to take them all off, you know, doing various forms of, like, undress or partial dress that make them feel good, or yeah. staying dressed in ways that make them feel, like, good, sensual, sexy, boudoir, whatever. The I love making erotic content. I love especially erotic stills. I love, you know, it's a completely different type of pressure, but I love using all of my senses to focus on supporting other people, which like in a threesome, I get distracted because like when I receive sensory pleasure, I'm like, oh, my brain, <laughs> um, you know, but, but I, so that's why I love 
I love capturing. I love visuals. I think they are so beautiful. I'm so good at good and good angles without ruining flow, but also mm-hmm. giving direction that helps me get the sexy parts without breaking the flow or kind of like it's an integration, right? So I know there are some people out there who have the ethos in porn of like, oh, I would never direct, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I think people are hiring me as a professional because I help them find the right angles. And of course, if the goal is to create one long piece of content that you don't have to cut and you're just moving cameras, fine. Like, I won't fucking direct you. But, like, if the goal is to cut together something because you want to actually visually capture the feelings of what you're experiencing so that others might be able to appreciate it because maybe you are a couple with an OnlyFans or maybe you're pro-creators, that's hot. And also working with professionals half the time, like, they know what they're doing. I don't necessarily need to give them directions unless there's something super, super hot. Because oftentimes it's it's an elbow. Like, just if you're watching on YouTube, the difference between, like, this in front of your face and just, like, this, you can see so much more. The difference between, like, this in a photo, like, versus this and you drop the shoulder. So I mostly find places of tension and invite them to release it. And again, it's not about correcting. It's about, like... I think most people don't want to do erotic. My take, just as from all the reflections I've gotten, even from professionals who are like, no, don't take my picture. It seems like they are worried about how they're going to look on camera. Mm. So if I can give a tiny direction that helps me show you later what I'm actually seeing, because I'm not sitting there being like, your arm is gigantic, because like that's not how eyeballs work, but it is how a lens works. My gift as a photographer is I'm not necessarily like looking at a visual picture. I am, but it's more about like, is the feeling that I get from the person, does that line up with the shapes? And I don't know how to describe it in human words. That's like the wooist power that I have, but it's like basically I'm emotionally whiplashing people through direction character thoughts if it's a still shoot or getting really really clear on what the goals are if it's a video content shoot and then i'm really really good at making sure that that vibe per their goals is getting captured it's also why i really struggle when someone's like i don't know just shoot me and then they're usually not happy because they do have a secret goal in mind but they're just not able or willing to articulate it you know but i'm like these are beautiful (laughs) you're like it's not but i want it it's like well you didn't tell me what you wanted (laughs) so i all of that is to say I have not yet worked with a couple who has never before filmed themselves. Mm. And like, and I'm not saying that like, whatever, do a test by yourself. But like, I've only worked with people who have like a little bit of experience or a lot of experience. And I'm like, I know I would be so good at shepherding someone through that. So that's, again, that's how people hire me. I understand that the people hiring me are typically professionals, but like, I'm like, holidays are coming up. Valentine's Day is coming up. Ooh, like, what a gift. My favorite thing is is couples who want to just like commemorate for themselves. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Well, no, my favorite thing is just capturing. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but I love, I love when people are into the commemorations and like really having fun. I get the vibe that no matter what capacity people are working with me in, they are always surprised by how much fun it is. And then also it always I don't do this on purpose I don't invite this I don't you know it's not my goal but there often is like an element of creative therapy in the session definitely so which we'll get into details of later and the last thought there is in December I have one date available if you want to do something before the new year like if you're like I want to go out of 2023 with a bang in a literal way and again it doesn't have to be just couples either I work with solo people as well but uh, December 28th is my last open day this year (laughs) which i don't really like planning so anyway goal for 2024 also keep blocks of chaos time in my calendar oh and 
if you want to get my offerings and the special offers that I'm sending out at the end of this year, make sure that you're signed up for my newsletter at wiley.com. And then I'm also curious. So we've been working in the background on kind of like organizing all of my stories. There will be snippets on set life more regularly that will, you know, feed into Patreon that eventually once we do or finish organizing the like content collabs with other creators, only fan, it's going to be kind of a circle, you know, sex stories, fet like life. Oh, I do love circles. <laughs> it'll be, yeah, it'll be like a circle, you know? <laughs> and so all of that is to say, I want a domestic submissive. I have been exploring my dominant parts through work, like also as a dominatrix, like as a top. And I am really good at telling people what to do. I've just been resisting it because all of my submissive parts are not always met. However, through the help of some partners lately, I have been getting more and more of that nourished. I'm at the point where I would like, I would love to see what it would be like to have kind of like an ongoing relationship with someone. So I'm going to put out a clear ask on FetLife whenever I'm ready. And, you know, I'm just putting out feelers. Like, I love the idea of someone who wants to come over once a week. I don't think I could, I don't know if I would, it would have to be very clear to me that that person is like, oh, I love cleaning your house. And it's like <laughs> gratifying. But I love the idea of someone that like, does chores with me i don't know is that dominant i guess i guess well it's all it's i get to pick right you get to I'm pick, the boss. Yeah. you know but i love the idea of someone who wants to serve in that sort of way who maybe like likes touch or maybe maybe they just want to come over and give me a foot massage every day Ugh. maybe they want to give me a maybe someone wants to rub lotion on me on mondays like lotion mondays i don't know uh, <laughs> it's just a noodle off the top of my head but something you know something nourishing something practically helpful i've realized that a lot of my my love language is definitely touch, definitely also not words of affirmation, but I would say like words of connection. I don't really agree with the love languages as they're written, also food, but it's nourishment, right? And so for me, acts of service is like a basic fucking given. So that's also like, it's all integrated, but I'm like, yeah, I want an acts of service human in my life. I want people in my life who want to give at the level that I enjoy giving because I realize looking back on my life, Kimberly's are rare. Kimberly's in this world are rare and I read a book that talked about givers, matchers, and takers, and the takeaway is givers need to be with other givers. So, you know, I want to find and explore power exchange where that feels like mutually delicious, and then I want to test out our condoms, yeah. and the other thing is like we maybe are going to rename sex stories because we're trying to figure out Spotify's deal with censorship. Yeah. I go into detail about like the issues in a recent past guest update, but basically a lot of you have written to me saying like, oh, we, I mean, maybe you're not listening to this now because you can't find us, but I've gotten like handfuls of emails over the past year from people who are like, I miss sex stories. I miss your podcast. Why'd you stop doing your podcast? I'm like, it's, I mean, it's I took one break for the first time in years for eight weeks and I regret it. I could have just like replayed the old sex at work. I was like, okay. I didn't think through. Okay. Okay. Learning. But like, I think it's from the trolls that attacked our ratings on Spotify. We dropped from an above four to like a 2.9. So so if you ha if you are a listener and you have not yet rated and reviewed us on Spotify, please. It would it would make a huge difference cuz people are having to scroll. I am subscribed to obviously my own podcast. I have to scroll between 20 and 70 other results depending on the day. 
And some people, nobody does that, right? Like people expect sex stories when they type in sex stories to come right up. I also have experimented with like trying to find the exact title. Like I've typed in the exact title of an episode and it doesn't come up at all. And it's a problem on Spotify. Apple? Apple has our back. Yeah. Apple's doing great. Yeah. So even if you are an Apple listener, if you go listen to at least one minute on Spotify, if you have a Spotify account or would be willing to make a Spotify account or tell your friends who have a Spotify account... And and their help is very unhelpful. They basically are gaslighting us and telling us like, oh, well, everyone's algorithm is different. Oh, well, you know, I'm sure everyone's algorithm is different. But like, how come all the super duper naughty things are showing up and we are, you know, you know, you know our tone. Like, yes, there's explicitness. (laughs) But like, I think there's a big difference between people that are like, salacious sex stories where we get all your secrets, where it's naughty, naughty, naughty to turn you on. And like a girl who a 34 year old human who figured out she's autistic after interviewing hundreds of people and being like oh shit my brain is really different oh god damn it and then reading books about it and then realizing sex is my hyper focus and special interest the specialist interest of all (laughs) so open to new names i don't it might just be a subtitle would love your help because we've been noodling on this for a couple of months and i'm looping like basically since october when spotify podcast ad network which is the highest level of like advertising was like no, you're too salacious, even though those other sex podcasts that are the same as you can definitely have our advertising. You can't. Not you. No, you don't deserve money. So here are the noodles. Do you want to read through them? Play stories. Play space. Connection couch. Look at this beautiful couch we're on. Come play. I do. Okay, I have to interrupt because I have also had a fantasy for longer than sex stories existed because when I was looking for my new couch, oh, maybe this was two years into sex stories now that I think about it, but I want to just go to people's houses and sit on their couches and feel them (laughs) and maybe nap on, not not like actually nap, but like feel what a nap would feel like. And then I'm like, now maybe they would let me masturbate on them. And what if I just then interviewed them about friendship and human connection? It could be called the connection couch. (laughs) Otherwise, it's kind of a dumb name. So probably not that one, but okay. So come play, which could also be come play. Come play. You never know. Personal (laughs) sex ed stories. Original creativity. Play With Me, a podcast of creative relationships. I do like Play With Me, like the idea of Play With play Me. Play With Me but is I think, very fun because it's that's going to be the but... OnlyFans bucket list titles. I don't know. You yeah. know, like the broad for that. So I don't know. But let us know what you think. Play Pod, a creative noodle zone. <laughs> no one's going to search for that. That's too long. Okay. <laughs> sex feels. Play Expert. Personal Play. Safe for Work Sex Stories. Lover Stories. Relation Creationship. Creation and Relationship. Let's skip that one. That's not even a finished. That's not even a finished one. X stories, and then we we'd love your ideas as well. Muse just suggested meow, but I think that I that don't think that a, would work for search. I don't search. know if everyone's gonna spell that the same way. So that's yeah. That's okay. What do you want? All right, we're gonna see if he wants to be a lap cat or if he just wants to be angry and yell at us. We'll see. So. Those are the December targets. If you feel particularly inspired by any of them, if you want to participate. There is a guide to irresistible invitations on yole.com, and I, by the time this comes out, should definitely have a little application for you to invite me to participate. You can invite yourself to participate, but I want to get invited. I'm the submissive. If it's in my personal life, I need a good invitation. If you are a professional that wants to collaborate, that then you're invited into my sphere. Or if you are someone who is not yet a professional. So here, so here are the boundaries. If you're already a professional, let's let's talk about desires. Let's see if we line up. Eventually, I'll have my bucket list ready for you to look at. That's in progress. If you are not a professional but wanting to become a professional, I'm not going to collaborate with someone who's like, 
I'm not going to personally, as a performer, collaborate with someone who's like, hey, yeah, like I'm thinking of getting into OnlyFans. Like I would do it with you if you wanted. Like if you're just trying to fuck me and you don't, it's not, not like you're getting into sex work. No. If you want to start an OnlyFans and would like to spend a weekend together at a personal retreat where I am a photographer and filmmaker that helps you get six months or a year or whatever schedule of content you want, like I am good at banging out content. That's not a play session for us. But then if you want to do that in the future, once you have your own deal going, then you are a, a creator and we can talk. And then if you want to just straight up hire me for private content, that's most of what I've been doing is like working with pro creators. Okay, hold on. Muse. So Wiley.com, Guide to Irresistible Invitations. Okay, Kimberly, we have some emails and you yeah. are helping me. Kimberly is a god of email, the email god. Hi. Known as Kimberly. So what what are we catching up on? What are we doing here? So we are going to be reading some story shares from listeners and we've got we've got some fun stories coming up. Lovers, we are gonna take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm gonna do my best. Did you know? The Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Flora and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages, until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. So our first one is from M. Subject, hey, Wyo, closeted sissy. Just finished a video call with a guy I met on Twitter. We both had pretty thick plugs in our asses. Okay. Both anal virgins. And we're completely exposed to each other. I sat down and humped the floor, and my plug made me finish. Ooh, he humped the floor with a plug. What do they mean completely exposed? I think probably cameras. Like looking? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, ooh, okay. We got the visual. Thank you, M. <laughs> he stayed standing and shot his wad as soon as he heard me coming from my ass. By the way, I've never done anything with a guy. Too scared to do it, and I don't know why, because I want it so bad. Wait, it sounds like you have done something with a guy. Is this person with a guy? This is it's a video call, so I think oh, that they're video, talking oh, about in, in person. person. Ah, I see. Oh, I want the detail of like where the cum <laughs> was shooting and did it get caught and did we get to look at it? I love looking at cum shooting, especially slow-mo. I would love to hear your advice or experiences from other guests on the show. I don't know what to do because I am only attracted to girls, but get in these moods where I just want to be bent over and rammed. 
Mm, love to chat. Hot. Thanks. Well, I mean, okay, hot, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, if you are only attracted to girls, that's fine. That's a you decision. That's a you assertion. However, it sounds like you did have a very hot video call with this person, and maybe maybe a physical play exploration with another penis owner is not your vibe, but like ladies can wear strap-ons, you know? I never like to fetishize trans people because I'm like, go make a relationship with a person before yeah. you're trying to like like use them for their body part. Yeah. I know that's a thing for some people. However, I would just say like, if you really want to get rammed, you know, is it? I, I would ask the question, what's holding you back from exploring with a dude? I, I've talked to lots of people on pod that identify as straight that give blowjobs, receive blowjobs from mm -hmm. people of the same sex, same identification, and don't identify. Like, there's lots of hetero flexibility, yeah. right? That's what it's called, right? Yeah. We got into it. Okay. So it's like you can be a quote-unquote straight person, although I was noodling. So I come from a straight culture. And when I was home for Thanksgiving, I was sort of noodling, like, I think straightness, hot take, <laughs> nobody's really straight. I know that you might behave straight, but I think it's a culture. Yeah. I really think it's a culture. I really think that, like, the more that I talk to people, the more that there's nuance. I think people are hyper-nuanced. I think, my, for me personally, I'm like, go follow your fucking heart. And if your heart lives in your dick sometimes, like, follow that. As long as you are safe, as long as you are comfortable, like, as long as you are – or willing to explore the edges of your discomfort and are yeah. aware of your own boundaries, you know, but if it's homophobia that's holding you back or unconscious homophobia, or like if it's just like, oh, if I played with a guy, then I'd be gay and that's bad, then I would really invite you to like relook at that. And also just like personally, you know, one of the things that I have been kind of like exploring as a pansexual person or a bisexual person or an omnisexual person, depending on what day it is what space i'm in kind a sexual curious person. a trisexual person a curious curious horny human <laughs> i personally have never met anyone who's like mad at me for being gay i know that a lot probably has to do with my packaging my human physical looks is what i mean by that but at the same time whenever i'm around someone they say something kind of judgmental i really just i'm like oh, you don't think that's blah, blah, blah? And they're like, no, 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 actually, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know, so it's like, if you're worried about being criticized, first of all, most people aren't really critical. Like, they might fuck with each other publicly, but then they come tell me all their secrets. Like, all of you dudes out there who get around your guy friends and act like you, like, would never touch your butt, but then you all write me secretly about how much you touch your butt and you, like, want to get fucked in the ass and want to get rammed, go do it. And then fucking talk about it. Like, I don't understand the anonymity, you know, so all of that is to say, I'm not mad at anyone. I hear my tone of voice, but, <laughs> but I'm encouraging you like follow your heart. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to be open and check in with yourself and see, you know, why, what is holding you back from getting ramped yeah. in yeah, any if it's way, just, shape or form. Cause even if it's like, if it's, if it's queer fear, or like, who cares? Also, like, you're a penis owner. You can literally go on Grinder without your face, send a picture of your cock, and have someone at your doorstep in minutes, depending on where you live. Obviously, yeah. I know safety is always a thing. I'm like, please be health and safety. Please be health and safety. Please use lube if you're playing with an asshole. Please, please, use, please lube. use lube. Even if you're, like, with someone who's like, no, no, I like this bit. Like, don't, not, no. No, micro tear. No, don't get a hemorrhoid. Then you can't play with your ass for a long time. I mean, whatever. You do you. You do you is the main takeaway. But I'm always like Mrs. Legal and Consensual. I'm single forever, but legal and consensual are my friends. So um, that's my, those are my lovers. Those are my tried and true. Or I don't know. 
explore a threesome with a lady partner and another penis owner. That's straight. That to me is one of the hottest things that I haven't had yet. So would love more detail on what's holding you back and we're cheering you on. Please update us on your play explorations. And if we've had any more hot video calls since then, like, fuck yes. (laughs) All right. And our next one is subject checking in. Hi, Wyo. It's been a couple of years since you had me on your pod. Maybe you remember the unicorn with the horn. Yes, um, I do. Matt? Matt, episode <gasps> 93. Okay. Oh, wow. That was a while ago. Damn, we've come so far. Oh, Matt was a f- hot firefighter, right? We'll see. I'll we'll we'll see. read the we'll description. See. Okay. Anywho, I keep meaning to check in with you since you seem to like follow-ups on your guests. We do. I do. We love it. Yes. And also, past guests, we lost some of your emails, but come do a check-in with us. Yeah. Email me if you don't have the link already. Sexstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Life's been busy. They moved me to Hawaii for a few years. Between the work schedule and the time difference, I haven't felt like I have much time for a sit down, but it might be a possibility. However, recently I did take time to write about an experience I had with a regular, I'm assuming FB stands for fuck buddy? Yeah, probably not Facebook. Okay. (laughs) A regular FB I have out here. I've actually not written out a long form. Friends with benefits. But that would be FWB, right? I don't know. I don't know. Let us know, Matt. I've actually not written out a long-form story before, so I'm hoping it's as fun to read as it was to experience slash write. Can I read the story? Of course. Oh. We're not there yet. Hold on. The site I posted it on is gay guy oriented, so the comments I'm getting are all lust-driven and positive, which is nice. I'm hoping you'll give me your thoughts about the story, too, both as something to read and as a window into a sexual experience. Ooh. If you're interested, I've included it b- below. Love your work. Hope life is full of wiggles for you, Matt. Oh, damn. It is. It's very it's wiggly. Very wiggly. It's extremely wiggly. I just didn't publicly wiggle so much because I've been avoiding all the social medias that's changing, but also I think wiggle. Anyway, we don't need to know wiggling. Okay. <clears throat> this is a story by Matt. Panties and poppers and garage. Follow me for more recipes. Oh, I met a guy on Squirt who has a lot in common with me. We're both married to women, bi, and on corresponding ends of the top-bottom scale. Him top, me bottom hot. Our chief, is it okay that I'm like, responding as we go i'm just gonna do it yeah just do it our chief difference drives the setting for our encounters while my wife knows i'm bi and that i like to be butt fucked his wife doesn't his solution to enjoy slutty fag holes like mine is to use his garage while she's asleep in the house usually late he keeps the cars outside since he's converted the garage into a home gym like lots of us military guys do he has weight racks on one half of the two-car garage and leaves the other half open for bodyweight exercises. Mm-hmm. The entire floor is covered in black foam tiles, and he hangs a magnetic closure screen over the whole vehicle entrance to allow ventilation in the warm tropical air when he works out. Oh. The first night he invited me over, I found that he had parked his truck in front of the garage and left the metal rolling door half up. <gasps> Hot, but also possibly a sound issue. I guess, I guess then you have to be quiet. <laughs> It was dark inside, as he said it would be. I popped my way through the magnetic closure, Indiana Jones under the door, and let my eyes adjust to the dark. In the middle of the past open area of the garage, he'd laid out a soft fleece blanket with a sports mm-hmm. team logo. And some towels, because sometimes stuff happens with ass-fucking and a pillow. <laughs> I love that attitude, by the way. Right in the middle of the blanket, because we'd talked extensively about our kinks. Ooh, so this is a first meeting? Ooh. He'd left a pair of his wife's worn, lacy G-string pants. <gasps> is that stealing? Borrowing? Okay. <laughs> I quickly stripped down to my metal cock ring. Oh, hot. Slid her panties up, swinging my hips around in a slutty way after popping the elastic on my hips. I dropped down to all fours, lubed my hole, and put my aerator top 
on my popper bottle. After a couple good long sniffs, I started working my hole with a couple fingers and text him. This faggot slut is ready to be fucked. In about two minutes, I hear the door to the backyard gently open and close. I swing my thick white ass around in the dark, signaling my eagerness to accept his cock and hear him groan in a low whisper. Fuck. Another couple of sniffs of poppers while I hear him dropping his house shorts and t-shirt as quickly as possible. Oh, I love it when people get fully naked. <laughs> the poppers are as much for the wonderful mind changes as for relaxation properties that will surely come in helpful. He takes to his knees behind me and traces the lines of the panties while lightly kissing my butt cheeks. As he kisses up the small of my back, I feel him drop an enormous fleshy tree trunk on my ass crack that reaches into the small of my back. His cock is the definition of big and black. While he runs his hands over my nipples and dad bod, I pump some lube into my hand and reach behind me to cast his slut fucker in silicon. I'm amazed at the simultaneous softness and stiffness as well as the shaft's girth and head smoothness. Another couple sniffs while he takes up position behind me, both knees on the floor, left hand on my ass cheek, and right grasping his fuck meat. I hold my breath while he begins to press against my button. I can feel my eyes widening in the dark, mm for mm as my hole continues to accommodate his head. When he pauses, even before the crown of his cock head disappears into me, I love that moment before it goes in. <laughs> I realize that he's probably bottomed once or twice and has a keen awareness of the rigors of accepting cock. Ooh. I'm in for an expert ride. He resumes his deliberate entrance into me. I can feel the edge of my glands crest my rim and he slides inch after glorious inch inside me. The inch count seems to go higher and higher and about midway to his balls, I try to remember how many there are in total while I hit my poppers again. Somewhere between eight and nine inches, I feel his pubes grind between my cheeks and his hips. He has driven all of himself into me. I love when it gets so deep. And does the requisite twist, jiggle, wriggle that all hung tops do once they've reached their base. I'm in fag heaven. He starts withdrawing, taking himself all the way back to his cock head, then slides slowly back into me. We slide our favorite bits of fuck meat along each other in almost gentle rhythm for about five minutes while my hole adjusts to his size and he reaches his full stiffness. I hit my poppers another time, and I feel his hand on my shoulder. Can I have some of those? Mm -hmm. I hand them back to him, warning him not to shake them because the top doesn't seal. I hear him inhale each nostril, lighter than my deep pulls, and he hands the bottle back to me. Holy shit, those hit hard, he says, in a soft, sort of trying not to be heard way. That's about when I realized that this whole time the roll-up garage door has stayed half open. <gasps> I can see floodlights from neighbors' garages silhouetting his truck through the screen. I can hear a warm tropical rain falling outside and realize that his garage is effectively a two-way mirror. The only clue a passerby could have to the goings-on in the dark are the grunts his cock forces out of my soul with his deep, drilling thrusts. Spurred by the popper's hits, he begins taking my faggot hole through its paces. He slides almost the entire length of himself out of me, then drives back in like a porn star. It's all I can do to grab... Hopefully not, because they're, like, resisting so that the camera can get an angle. <laughs> but I know what you mean. It's all I can do to grab onto the edge of the blanket for dear life to try and hold my position just right so that he can continue his toppy work. Eventually, he draws back with such fervor that he accidentally completely withdraws out of my hole. I can feel him smile as he 
lines his cock back up and drives into me without his hands. You're exactly the kind of slutty fag you promised you were, he says. He repeats the complete pull-out and hands-free slam several times, causing my cheeks to jiggle and my head to snap back with each thrust. Presently, now my well-used hole starts to take make those beautiful, luby, sloppy farts with each plow. He pulls out, eyes my hole intently for a second, and says, Look at the way that fucking hole gapes for my cock. Ooh, I do love it when they look at the gape. You love this, don't you, faggot? He obviously remembered how I like to be talked to while I take dick. Before I can even answer, he drives almost viciously back into me, and my hole lets a blast of fucked-into-me air that answers all questions. I hit my poppers while he withdraws and shifts his body weight, getting into his feet, preparing to drive back into me. He positions himself high enough that he's effectively fucking down into my hole, directly striking my prostate before his long cock makes a bend and continues into my hole. For the next several minutes, my entire face is stretched as wide open as possible, and it takes every speck of my willpower to keep my guttural grunts down to a low rumble as he power fucks my prostate relentlessly. My insides rise up, clamp down, and try to force him out as I build towards a faggasm. He ignores my body's tension and proceeds to fuck squirt after squirt out of my limp cock into his wife's panties. While he lets up for a second to allow me to catch my breath, I grab his hand and move it to the crotch of the panties to show him just how much cum he's made me blast into them. Indeed, the panties and blanket under is completely soaked in slippery, viscous fluid. This drives him wild. He grabs my hips and begins fucking me like he truly means it. I feel every muscle in his legs, core, and arms driving us together, making our skin clap together. If someone were having a cigarette in the alley, they'd be able to count the thrusts. The effort has him sweating so much I can feel beads of sweat falling off his body onto my back. After what seems like about 37 minutes, really just about 6 minutes of solid maniacal pounding, he grips me tighter and starts trembling. He grunts under his breath, I'm gonna fucking come. At this point, my head is swimming on poppers and my hole is wide open, taking every bit of what he offers with wanton abandon. I can feel my hole has the customary warmth that comes with the type of vigorous dicking he's handing out. Above and through the sensations that live in my hole, I can feel him buck, his cock thicken and stiffen even more than before, and feel jets of molten jizz spew into the depths of my soul. Each pulse of cum sets my smile wider and wider, and he steadies himself deep in, regaining his composure. At this moment, I am the happiest half-fag on the planet. He pulls out as smoothly as possible, trying not to cause himself undue overstimulation. Instinctively and sheepishly, I reach back to gather some of the sloppiness from my own hole into my fingertips. I'm always worried about making a brown mess when I bottom, and the nervousness this time is that much greater because of how deep he reached into me. My nose is greeted by the very pleasant smell of lube mixed with the manly musk that I recognize as another man's cum. I almost melt and get my finger back into my hole as quick as possible to play in the steadily increasing amount of wetness gathering between my mounds of fuck pad. <laughs> well, I <laughs> fuck pad is hot. While I lay on my side, diddling my freshly fucked hole, he's collapsed onto the floor next to me to catch his breath. We share a little pillow talk until he begins to lift his body off the floor. I stand, too, and slide his wife's panties off my body. The lacy triangle in front is drenched in my cum, the string is slick with lube, and the place where the string meets the triangle is saturated with the most deliciously pungent collection of fuck fluids ever. I dress, recap my poppers, and stow the lube. We hug and he tells me that I'm the best fuck he has ever had. I'm sure he can feel the red cheeks blush and I say thank you and quickly put it back on him. We hug a goodbye and say, until next time. Every time since has been slightly different 
and gotten better. Ciao. Matt. Matt, thank you so much for that hot, hot, hot gift. Yeah. Damn, that's hot. That's okay. Hot. We also have a follow-up on a thread that I had about earmuffs. Kimberly, I have an accoutrement that I want to wear for this one. Guys, <laughs> just saw the top of this note. <clears throat> Earmuff fetish, second response. From Big Cat. <laughs> Hello again. I'm not sure if my second email to you ever went through, but after listening to a recent video, I decided to send it to the email you give in the vid. Yes. gmail.com. Yes, we abandoned all the other ones. <laughs> Something I forgot to put in the other email is that it's the person and the earmuffs that does it for me. Just to better explain my particular kink. The object itself does not turn me on. It's 100% the person wearing it that turns mm -hmm. me on. I know some people have fetishes where the object itself is the thing, mm -hmm. but mine is the thing on the person. It's like a sexual accessory, you could say, lol. Like, like lingerie. Like lingerie, yeah. Okay. Like, I've worn the kind of earmuffs I like, but it's because I don't like wearing winter hats. So as a kid, I wore baseball hats with earmuffs. Mm. Me wearing them doesn't do anything for me, but a pretty woman in them 100% does. Do you think YouTube is going to take me down for wearing these right now? <laughs> does it look funny over my earbuds? <laughs> It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so as far as favorite color, it's royal blue. Mm. For size, I prefer the classic 80s kind. The picture below is a perfect example of what drove my hormones crazy as a young man. She's wearing earmuffs, a puffy coat, and leggings. But sometimes big earmuffs are attractive too. These ones are pretty big on my head. This is, these are, I stole them from home and they're very soft. <laughs> they must be an animal. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I'm like, these soft. are mine now. It all depends on the person wearing them, I suppose, as far as size can go. I find all kinds of women attractive in different size earmuffs. Mm. Much like the other person you talk to, I also have a down coat fetish. Mm. I love seeing a woman in a big down coat. If she has a down coat and earmuffs, like a Canada Goose down coat and earmuffs, is extremely attractive on a pretty woman. My other fetishes are also fur coats, fleece jackets, Sherpa jackets, sweaters, Ugg boots. Anything with that warm, fuzzy feeling is right up my alley. Very cozy. I love That's it. Cozy hot. If I see an attractive woman in any of these, it's an instant attention getter for me. Mm. I saw the hat you're talking about on one of your recent videos. I was talking about my favorite hat, which I'm going to let you guys guess it. I'm not going to tell you my favorite hat, but it's my favorite hat. At least I think it's the same one. It looks cute on you, and you should feel that way. <laughs> I felt the prettiest in that hat when I didn't have hair. I wonder if I will this year. <gasps> Maybe. Mm. That's awesome that you feel that way in the hat. And if you do the photo shoot, I think you'd look great in the hat with the earmuffs on over it. Mm. Not everyone can pull off that look, but I think you could. Mm. I do stay in touch with the winter fetish friends. We talk all the time on the Discord app. I love that. I have also met a few others on the internet that are interested in earmuffs like I am. There is a website dedicated to people with a fetish for females wearing headphones, all types. Oh, a oh. section of that site is for earmuffs, too. I was so happy when I found that because I realized it wasn't just the three of us in the world. I spent many years before the winter friends thinking I was this weirdo who was the only one with the fetish I had. And then I slowly found a few others. It's never just it's you. It's never just it's you. It's never just you. I'd still say it's a very small number of people who have this fetish, though. Yeah, but everyone's so shy, you'll never really know. Also, the winter fetish friends are the ones that helped me take the step accepting my fetish and in telling my wife about my fetish. I went to them for advice, and they were super supportive. I love that. Sadly, these days, the wife is not a fan of the fetishes because it seems I don't appreciate the naked body enough. It's more about the clothing for me, the way it shapes the body, the way it feels on my skin, and hopefully theirs, something mm -hmm. like fleece and faux fur. 
I love the feel of fleece and Sherpa stuff. It's so soft and cuddly. In a perfect scenario, I want the woman to keep on the soft material while we have sex. I want to caress her body in it to help excite her. The earmuffs are just a visual pleaser that enhances the experience for me. I agree about the itchy winter clothing. I don't like itchy winter clothing, and when I was a small child, I was known for having screaming fits when it was time to get me dressed at all, but especially, like, the amounts of layers that you have to wear when putting on snow gear. Oh, yeah. Nobody knew that I was neurodivergent. There was not enough information at the time. <laughs> Sometimes I do miss snow pants, though, because of the fun noise that they make. I like the swishy. I and like I have swishy. a pair now that I could wear, and I am a grown-up, so I understand the correct clothes. If they're squeezing me underneath and not causing basically like layers of wrinkles gross me out. So even with long sleeves now, I have to like hold them and go through and make sure they're not bunched. Mm -hmm. These days they have such nice soft stuff. It's almost worse for me because it encourages my fetishes. The fetishes have become a big part of me and makes life harder sometimes I feel. I'm easy to please with the fetishes, but I think it does impact the other person a great deal that we winter fetishists don't think of. It's one of those things that I feel is harmless, but I can see the problem from the partner's point. It's not something specific to them, and it could be common if you live in a cold place like me. I can get turned on by a pretty woman wearing a winter coat, leggings, and Ugg boots, which is a common outfit these days. The earmuffs are just my favorite thing, and I always hope to see pretty women wearing them. Earmuffs are the fastest way to get me excited. It's not something I can talk about in public, either, I'd say. I'd never go up to a woman and say something. I'd just admire her from afar. Even if it was an extremely attractive woman in earmuffs, it's like, just take a quick look and move on. Which is maybe how it should be for all strangers, unless you'd like to create an irresistible invitation. But, I mean, I I know there are people out there like, you're so hot, and the other person's like, you're so hot. And I did just have my street meet cute for the first time being like, I'll try this. But it's like, most people I speak with don't like to be just fetishized yeah some people do some people do i know that me and the winter friends feel weird about it all the time because how do you tell someone you're sexually attracted to them in a winter accessory and until recently most women considered earmuffs to be a little kid thing and don't like them in 2022 they made a comeback thanks to social media so i'm grateful for that hopefully Mm. this all helped I wonder if the earmuffs, like, is it specifically earmuffs because they are more special or unique? I also, you know, I mean, for me personally, I hear from a lot of people who are like, my partners don't like my kinks. And I'm like, you guys got to talk about it and find some balance. Because it's like, I'm not hearing that they can only be attracted to the partner in those clothes. It's just a preference. I mean, it's a kink and a preference. So it's like... Maybe there's a way to do a 50-50 there, yeah. you know, you know, in the, in the problem area regarding other people wearing them and something that's caught, con- I mean, like, dude, I'm attracted to everyone all the time and I know how to put a lid on it. I think most of us do, <laughs> um, you know, it's about appropriate, I guess, I guess maybe there's an issue with jealousy there, which again, I'm like, well, let's change the culture because yeah. jealousy is like a strong narrative that's in a lot of us because of how movies and stuff are there. I think for me, the biggest like issue that I could see is like, it could be fucking hot unless you're in the snow. I get hot during sex. I'm like, get it off. You know, like yeah. it's a sensory thing. Yeah. There seems like a lot of opportunity for exploration. But again, I hear from so many people that are like, well, my partner just doesn't like my kink. And it's like, well, that's a different relationship issue that's actually, from in my mind, not specifically. Like the kink is the specific piece. But for me, the communication, the negotiation, and the consensus are part of it. And to go back to the specific question point in there about, like, how do you tell someone? Chris Voss, who wrote the negotiation book, Never Split the Difference, which is, like, intense. And, you know, he was an FBI negotiator, like, get people out of hostage situations. Did an episode recently on the Huberman Lab and talks about how if you, like, 
preface something like, okay, Kimberly, I have a horrible task for you. Don't want to do it. Well, you'll you'll say, okay, what is it? And well, I'm, yeah, well, that's what, what you it? do. And then I'm like, you got to go through all the sex stories episodes and change the titles to make them safe for work. Okay. It's not that bad. Like, you're like, oh, that's not that bad. You know, yeah. most of the time. So if you frame it up to be like, I know that you're going to think this is terrible. You're empathizing with the other person. Mm. You're giving them space to like kind of like brace for it, prepare for it. And then it's usually a relief. You know, it's, it's very rare that someone, I mean, I, yeah, unless you were kind of like, Obviously, there are situations where there are, like, big betrayals or injustices or illegal activity. I don't know. But, um... All right. And then we have a question. Subject. Working with you. Hi, Wyo. I've been listening to sex stories for years and love the guests you have on and all your noodling. (gasps) That's in quotes. (laughs) We can just make it a word, okay? But I know what you mean. (laughs) Thank you for all you're doing. Oh, you're welcome. About me. I am... Divorced penis owner. I've been single for the past few years, and my post-divorce dating life has been casual. I want to explore some of my kink curiosities, but I have been mostly vanilla. In your outro, you mentioned the best way to get to know you is through your work. I so love work. I joined your OnlyFans. I love your masturbation meditations, <gasps> by the way. Me too. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. And I'm curious about your creative sessions and what the healing erotic art you mention on your website is all about. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need to be healed and my stories are too boring for sex stories. Uh, probably not. Probably okay. not. <laughs> but I am wondering if you work with people who don't really know what they want, what that could look like, or if that's annoying. I don't know if I want to start an OnlyFans or anything like that. But I have had dates tell me I have a really nice penis (gasps) and might even just be interested in some photos that show it off if that's not creepy. I know you've worked with professionals and have mentioned erotic photography before, but is that open to everyone? I'm not sure if I got the right info or if I'm missing something. I just want to explore and would love to connect in a way that would be supportive of your whole mission. (gasps) I'm also a graphic designer based in SoCal. Would definitely be happy to pitch in and help out if you ever need. (gasps) Also, I would totally buy tickets to your future daytime play parties whenever they happen. Are they still happening? Someday. If those will be open to a guy like me. Thanks a bunch. Best F. Oh my gosh, where to start? Yeah, play parties. I mean, we need a space. We need, we're trying to get sex stories consistently monetized, like not just to like help us eat food and pay basic bills. Yeah. Like we want, any, we need next level resources there. So you know, all everyone can help by joining not just OnlyFans, but also OnlyFans, but Patreon, but also on OnlyFans, tipping me to inspire me to you know like order stuff there. There's a menu. Is there a menu? I'll make a new menu. There's a menu. There's a menu on one of them. Maybe on not on both of them. them. Oh, where should I go next? Erotic photo- uh, penis. Owner. Oh my God! So many. There were so many juicy. Th- what a juicy email! Um, and thank um, you for listening. Work is my biggest kink and turns me on. And anything you do that pays me gets us to play parties faster. I think I've yeah. started saying that in outdoors recently. Maybe talk about the healing erotic art. So I, it, it's healing for some people. It's I think that anything where we are self-expressing is healing, even if it's not like oh I have big trauma. I'm not the right container for big, big sexual trauma, right? I am not a therapist. Even when I go to grad school and get my certificate in sexual therapy, like I have shared so much personally. People are attracted to me. You know, I learned what parasocial relationships were through accidental, you know, and I believe that my skill set best serves others who have goals. Mm. And those goals can be nonspecific. The goal can be to figure out what the next goal is. However, I have a very clear ethos that like, our desires, it's not about like, 
I set a desire, I pursue my desire, I get my desire, and now I am happy. Usually it doesn't work like that. I mean, our, our brains are not wired for that. And so I'm about creating processes that help us discover and explore ourselves. And that's just what I have developed for my own self after burning myself out for the third time when I was 27, being like, what the fuck am I doing here? Why am I not? You know, and so I can help people align with their values. I can help people write a character in a screenplay, I can read their screenplay and be like, hey, here's what feels wiggly to me pattern-wise, or like, you're, you had your character do this, but that doesn't make sense to me in terms of like, a human who does this, here's the data points that I have, you know? Or I, I've also had someone be like, hey, I'm trying to write a sex scene. How do I do it? What's actually happening? Or like, I'm trying to write a queer sex scene and I have no idea, you know, can you come on and consult for what a queer sex scene looks like? And if I don't have the answers myself, I will refer to someone else. But most of what I do is inspiring people through capturing them in photography. And so I started out, my background as, as a headshot photographer. I mean, I've been taking pictures since I was 12. I took my mom's old Minolta. I still have it. I have a lot of my family's other cameras. I haven't been shooting film as much lately because most of the time people don't care, don't tell the difference, so we're all just Instagramming and TikToking. So I'm behind the camera a lot. I'm really, really good at directing people and creating storylines for them. So my background is as an actor and director doing that. So I've inspired a lot of actors to become writers because I've basically cast them as the hero in these various genres, like when we're doing headshots. For me, headshots, like I didn't, whatever, I moved out of headshots. It's still a possibility for any of my former clients who are like easy, fun, like that is an option on my website again now. But most of what I do, I really like intense, deep work, whether it's you know, three-hour sessions are good because that's two ultradian cycles. After that, we get kind of tired. But I also have done some really good intensive weekends. It can be as simple as someone being like, I want to practice writing. And typically people are like, I want to practice erotic writing. And typically they have a goal of wanting to share it somewhere, right? And so I can help create story structure. I can help just take, yeah, I'll fucking take pictures of your, it's not creepy if it's the ask. So I think what is my definition of creepy is anything that is like, not in the agreement, right? So if we have said we're doing a certain thing and then there's sneakiness coming in, like if someone is like, I, you know, I have had instances where someone's like, oh yes, wow, I'd love to work with you. Could you please be my model? Mm. And they actually want to fuck me and they want to pay me much less than the rate that I'm asking. Cause it's like I, the rates that I ask as a model are the same rates that I ask as a creator. It's fine if someone doesn't want to pay that rate. And it's fine if they do want to pay that rate. It's never fine if someone is asking for one thing and secretly expecting something else, which is different from being like, oh my God, what a good work situation. Like after we have completed the collaboration that we've set out to do or, or like, you know what? I'm so distracted by your beauty that mm -hmm. I don't know. I want this instead. That's probably not going to do it for me. But I, you know, I met I met someone on the street and had sex with them. So anything is possible, I guess, <laughs> with the right invitation, right? The right framing. I am really on guard with people. For me, trust building is really important. But in creative sessions, I fucking love supporting people by hearing their vague goals. So I recently had a session with someone who's a past guest. And she's like, I think I want to start a podcast. And here, here are my like noodles, but it's all over the place. I'm like, can you help me? And so we spent an intense evening together. 
And I found out first her priorities, her goals, her main interest. And like, why, you know, once I had a clear idea of like her why, then I'm like, okay, well, based on my experience, look out for this, structure it like this, do this. Could you do this frame? I would love to see it if you had like, you know, the professional, like you're a doctor, you have these things, like do a professional here, but then have the same topics here. You know, like these are, this is what I would want to know about. And so by the end of the night, she was like, high on excitement and had trouble sleeping and then was like texting me the next day and was like, this is so exciting, you know, and then I review that. So it can be free form and look a million different ways. And again, like the stuff that includes voyeurism and storytelling, those are my favorite, right? It's been as simple as someone wants to have their sex stories captured and witness kind of like a time capsule. They just don't want it shared publicly. So we can get together and do a private session that can happen online or in person. Maybe they want to do that and a photo shoot. It doesn't have to be for professional purposes. Again, if you want to start an OnlyFans and want me to help, I'll be your behind the camera person. And then once you have established yourself and make sure that it's something you like to do, like I personally don't want to be the person that's like, Hey, cutie, you want to come? I got an OnlyFans, so, you know, you're pretty cute. Like, <laughs> I've had those people approach me, and it's not, it's just not my vibe, because to me, I have enough experience that ulterior motives are scary, but it's not creepy if you're like, hey, I want to send dick pics to the babes. Like, I have a partner that won't send me a dick pic, and I'm like, can I take a picture of it? And he keeps saying yes, and there hasn't been follow-through. So now I'm kind of like, are you lying? What's happening? But I think it's just, like, cock insecurity or, like, mm. photographic insecurity. So, like, it might be weird for someone to get, like, a professional photo of your cock. However, I can hold your phone. I can hold my phone. You know, like, I can take that kind of picture. Yeah. And also, I love showing people how I see them. I see so many beautiful shapes. I am so good at helping people see themselves in ways that, like, make them feel good. And usually in the course of those kind of, like, things, that's where we figure out what we want to do. So, oh, i got to figure out how to clarify all of that. That's probably, like, a really messy answer that I should have written bullet points to. We hit writing. We hit photography. Mm -hmm. We hit video. I paint for, yeah, painting and collage can be part of a day together. Oh, nourishing. I do like to also, if someone wants to do a whole day long session, sometimes I'm the cook. Sometimes I just take you somewhere where there's beautiful food. Sometimes we are at a hotel for a weekend. So it depends on the scope of the investment and the time and the whatever you want to do. But I am fucking here to play. And I don't think we need graphic design services. Although I'm open to noodles on a new Sex Stories logo because apparently it's too sexy for some people. There's some troll that's like, I'm nine, change your logo. And I'm like, The latest not. one was, I'm 25, change your logo. Like, what? what? Is that a weird robot? It might be. Weird. I don't know how they could comment. So I would love to play. Yeah, I would love to play. I would love to support your creativity. And I love hearing what you guys are working on, sexy or not. For me, it's all inherently linked. So all stories where it's like, oh, play, connection, creativity, and my sex life. If they're connected, I'd love to hear about it. So did we do a good job? I think so. You tell us. Uh, Let us know. We're going to be doing more of this and play exploring and play experiencing things. And um, Kimberly, thank you for joining us and being my... Thank you for Just having being me. being my, what are you, my rock human? That's not, that doesn't sound good when I say it like rock that. Rock human? You're my rock human. Kimberly's my rock human. Kimberly keeps, <laughs> this podcast would not still be here today if it weren't for Kimberly. So thanks for helping us do sex stories and listen to the outro if you want to find all the ways to play. And um, Kimberly, you're the best. 